0: Hello, sweethearts. Thanks for joining me today on Love Letters 2, the daily podcast dedicated to wonderful and unexpected things. In today's episode, continuing through our month of firsts, it is our very first Love Letters 2 guest episode. This time from Stacy from Trashy Divorces and My Partner and Everything over here at Hemlock Creatives has our love letter for you today. It's from her to Sauerkraut in her first time making it. I'm Alicia Mintz, and I invite you to join me today for this love letter from Stacy to Making Sauerkraut for the First Time, coming to you right after a brief word from our sponsors.
1: The first time I heard that there was no vinegar and sauerkraut, I did not believe it. No, just salt and cabbage, a college peer with obviously more life and culinary experience than me reiterated back in undergrad. I remained skeptical. Years went by. Google became a thing. I had an unpleasant breakup from a long relationship, and the departure of my ex from the home we'd shared took longer than it should have, too. Finally single and living alone again, my mind began wandering, reaching out for ideas and concepts that had been unimportant or unexplored in the context of having someone else around. And I remembered that weird little unchallenged factoid, sauerkraut is just salt and cabbage. I sat down at my computer and asked Google, the questionable arbiter of truth, what's up with sauerkraut? Show me a recipe. How is this made? Do you know how sauerkraut is made? Let's start there. Classically, sauerkraut is thinly sliced cabbage that's layered into a jar or barrel with salt. There's crushing and pounding and a top weight when the container is full, but that's the human activity part of sauerkraut, more or less. What happens from there is arguably much more active, but not human. Microbes that live on the cabbage, generally a category of organisms we call lactic acid bacteria, come to life as the salt pulls water from the cabbage shreds, and in that briny soup, they begin feasting on starches and sugars and fibers in the cabbage. One must note that, as the children's book reminds us, everybody poops, and as these microbes live their lives, they excrete various byproducts. This process is what is known as fermentation. The most prominent early-stage fermenter, known as leuconostoc mesenteroides, produces lactic and acetic acid, plus a little smidge of alcohol, plus carbon dioxide, and it's the CO2 that puts on a bit of a show for the first week or so. Your kraut develops a head of foam, and if the container is clear, you may see some bubbling. If you put a lid on your jar, you need to open it several times a day to relieve the pressure of all that gas. The first time I made sauerkraut, this was all a source of genuine concern. I had smashed up cabbage and salt, weighed it down under its own brine, and left it sitting on my countertop. A day later, with no heating or other intervention, it appeared to be stewing in its own juices. This goes against most of the rules that moderns have absorbed about food safety and kitchen cleanliness, but here we are, me and my apparently living bowl of sauerkraut. Researchers who study this, it's a whole industry, so there's funding for that, typically break the fermentation process out into four stages, each characterized by a dominant bacterial species or consortium of them. As that first microbe floods the zone with mostly lactic acid, the pH of the brine falls, making it more acidic. Unfortunately, for our first stage fermenter, microbes have a fairly narrow pH tolerance in which they can thrive, so In practice, the organism is polluting its environment to the point that it can no longer live there. Meanwhile, as the acidity increases, other fermentation organisms, better adapted to that pH, bloom out of dormancy on the cabbage and continue the cycle. These are typically one metabolite producers, so the active phase with all that CO2 outgassing stops, and the kraut proceeds in a more outwardly sedate way from there. These are things I know now. They are not things I knew then, and I admit that after a couple of weeks of living with my counter-dweller, it took some courage to decide to actually taste the finished product. What if I had done something wrong, or there was something wrong with the cabbage? Isn't room temperature storage of wet food how you get botulism? It is not for the record, although I didn't know that then either. How would I even know if it was good? I'd only ever had store-bought kraut or kraut provided as a topping on a hot dog or sausage in a restaurant. Would it taste like that? Finally, after some self-talk and probably a few more Google searches to steal my spine, I pulled the plate off the top and looked down into the watery mix beneath. The aroma was sharp but also alluring. I had made tangy. I leaned in closer and breathed it in eventually deciding that the smell was anything but off-putting. In fact, my salivary glands were telling me quite clearly that this was a safe product. I stuck a fork in and, moment of truth time, lifted it to my mouth. It was magical, that first bite. An encounter with something fully transformed, a plain thing that had been made vibrant by a partnership with salt and thyme. It was true, there was no vinegar in sauerkraut. It is instead a product made of patience, curiosity, and at least that first time, a little bit of bravery. And it has been livening up my meals and my countertops ever since.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Love Letters 2 on kind of a silly Friday. Until we meet on Monday for the last of our January famous first episodes, darlings, stay in love. Thanks for listening to Love Letters 2, a Hemlock Creatives production. Feel like showing some love to Love Letters 2? We'd love it if you tell a friend or leave us a kind review or even come and visit us on social media. You can find us at Instagram or Facebook at Love Letters 2 Podcast. You can also reach out and email us at loveletters2podcast at gmail.com or visit our website at loveletters2podcast.com. Until we meet again in the next episode, darlings. Stay in love.